Welcome to another edition of This Week in South Baltimore, brought to you by SouthBmore.com. SouthBmore.com. So about two weeks ago, we launched our first episode. A lot of people were listening, and we really appreciate that. We are now available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google. So please go subscribe to This Week in South Baltimore on those channels. And uh, that way everybody can listen wherever you are, no matter when, no matter where. We're here for you. So let's get started with This Week in South Baltimore. He gets the scoop so you can sit on your stoop. Founder of SouthBmore.com, Kevin Lynch. Kevin Lynch. Hey, Nate, what's going on? Not much, Kev. Just looking forward to another episode of This Week in South Baltimore. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have this new podcast. And uh, Nate came to me and wanted to team up on this. So I'm very excited about that. So, Nate, why don't you uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Kev. I appreciate that. So um, some folks around the neighborhood might know me from my band, Roses and Rust. I'm the bass player in that band. So we play a lot of gigs around here. Maybe you've seen me there. I've DJed quite a few events for uh, Halloween Bash and, you know, some of the other events that have taken place at the gazebo over the years. And uh, other than that, you know, love living in South Baltimore. Been here 10 years now. Uh, my wife and I moved up here from Atlanta um, in September of 2010. So almost exactly 10 years. And we've got two awesome kids in the South Baltimore school system. You know, when I'm not doing my real job, you know, I'm probably podcasting or DJing or playing music and uh, really appreciate you letting me be a part of this and, uh, you know, help get the word out even more about the awesome things you're doing at SouthBmore.com and just helping to, uh, you know, keep our community engaged however they want to listen or read. Awesome, Nate. Well, I'm really happy to have you. Nate's going to be my co-host. He's our producer and all things audio guy. So we're excited to have uh, Nate on our team and we're excited to talk about South Baltimore together. So let's get started on this week in South Baltimore. Kevin, what you got for us when it comes to construction and other development going on? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, certainly the uh, the construction has continued to go strong um, this year, and with with everything going on with the pandemic, and we're, we're starting to, we see a lot of construction sites around South Baltimore, and a lot of new ones are starting up. So, uh, one project that kind of tails into what we were talking about a couple weeks ago is. Um, 1300 Warner Street, which is at the corner of Warner and Austin Street across the street from M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, demolition has become there to take down an existing building. It's part part brick building, part warehouse. That'll be the future home of the Paramount Baltimore. That's going to be a 4,000-person, $50 million music venue. So um, the team there, which is Seaback, that's the owners of Horseshoe Casino Baltimore, They've gotten started there with demolition of this building. That's a building that's been vacant for all 22 years that uh, MT Bank Stadium has been there right across the street. So it's uh, it's exciting to see that building come down, and that'll be a, uh, a very vibrant um, use for that that lot once once the Paramount Baltimore does start construction. Uh, they don't have an exact timeline for when the building will start construction, but they're clearly wasting no time getting going, getting that site cleared and, and ready to go. So that'll be part of that Warner Street district, which will have – all kinds of entertainment uses there, which will include Top Golf, a hotel, additional retail, Horseshoe Casino Baldwin, which is already there, MT Bank Stadium, Home of the Ravens, and some other events. So certainly as far as getting that entertainment district started there in South Baltimore, it's it's certainly getting going. And then uh, another project that got started in recent weeks is one that's kind of in Ridgely's Delight, but also downtown at South 725 West Pratt Street. There's an apartment project by Zalco. 
This is going to be 54 apartments, 5,000 square feet of retail, which is going to be divided up in three retail suites and 20 parking spaces. This is a $12 million project. It's a historic project. It'll use um, three historic buildings as well as a couple lots and, uh, and creating a new apartment building there. So that's, that's another apartment project, um, which is you know, a, an apartment project that's in Ridgely's Delight, but right across the street from University of Maryland, Baltimore, close to the Inner Harbor, close to the stadiums, uh, close to downtown. So uh, a lot of different types of uh, residents could could find appeal in a, a project like that. And another project in Locust Point, there's the uh, the PQ Corporation headquarters, which uh, closed in January. And that's getting demolished currently, that'll become a 112 townhome project by Mark Saperstein's 28 Walker. So right now they're clearing the site. They hope to begin site work as far as creating the pad sites for the townhomes end of this year, early next year. And then at, a, at 112 townhomes, that'll be the biggest townhome project the South Baltimore Peninsula has seen in about 10, 15 years. So certainly a really big project that's going to bring a lot of new townhomes. This site is immediately adjacent to Francis Scott Key Elementary Middle School, so it could be an appealing location for families. As part of this project, they plan on doing some renovations to the uh, park slash schoolyard that's located right there. So more townhomes coming to Locust Point, uh, potentially an opportunity there to bring in more families to an area that's already uh, very strong as far as its uh, network of families. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, probably maybe maybe mid next year you'll start to see some some townhomes and some models go up there but certainly the uh the construction continues hot and heavy in south baltimore to uh get a rundown of all the construction we have in south baltimore we have our south baltimore development rundown which is always live on southbeamer.com you can simply go to our real estate tab up top go to the drop down menu and you can see our south baltimore development rundown you can keep track on every single project that's under construction that's proposed and recently completed. And uh, it keeps us busy. No shortage of development for sure. What about parks? Uh, what are we hearing about parks and recreation areas opening up right now? Yeah, for sure. So Baltimore Recreation and Parks announced a reopening plan for a lot of the uh, their assets within the parks. You know, obviously, you've still been able to take a stroll around Federal Hill Park or Riverside Park. But now some of the amenities within those parks are reopening. What's already open is... Um, tennis courts and skate parks. Those opened um, last week. Uh, and then starting next Monday, Monday the 13th, uh, pools will reopen, playgrounds will reopen, exercise equipment will reopen, and basketball courts will reopen. So it's uh, so pretty exciting. Obviously, uh, you know, pools are a big part of the summer. The pool will certainly open with um, some different restrictions in place. It won't be the same as before. Uh, you're going to have to make a reservation to go swimming, which caps you at at 90 minutes in the pool. But, uh, you know, if you went last year, you know, there was times where there was a line to get in or sometimes you couldn't even get into the pool. So at least you can know ahead of time when you're going to go swimming. Uh, pool attendance will be free this year. So that that's a benefit. It'll be a short swimming season, but uh, you'll certainly be able to get it in. And certainly me and you both have kids, so it'll be exciting to get the playgrounds back. I know uh, it's been, it's been tough for uh, kids everywhere to kind of adjust what they do for fun. So playgrounds are obviously a a big amenity for kids. And uh, especially when you got some kids like mine that don't exactly love boundaries, the playground Riverside park and federal Hill park are fenced in. So your kids can only go so far. So, uh, so 
So very exciting there. And obviously the, the exercise equipment pods they have, those have gotten really popular. So uh, yeah, some of those uh, amenities to city living are, are coming back. So that's a good thing. Oh, it's an absolutely great thing. I mean, especially with small kids, anything we can do this summer to keep them occupied, I'm all for and get them out of the house, you know? So what about some businesses that are opening and closing? Yeah, for sure. So the sweet shop, which is... Um, been at Cross Street Market for several decades. Uh, they announced they would be closing. Uh, the owner, Pete Pillis, has uh, decided to uh, to retire. Um, you know, he's been doing it a long time. And uh, luckily, they they found a, a replacement with uh, Taharka Brothers ice cream. Uh, Taharka Brothers was already sold in the sweet shop. So the uh, Taharka Brothers business, which has uh, two other brick and mortars in um, our house and uh, Broadway Market in Fells Point, so they're gonna make it number three at at Cross Street Market, uh, selling their uh, their flavors of ice cream, which are produced uh, right in Baltimore. So you're you're probably already familiar with their brand, if not from one of their brick and mortars, but through um, maybe seeing them at their food truck or in grocery stores or or at the sweet shop. So they're gonna come in and uh, Federal Hill. Uh, people were asking for more ice cream in Federal Hill, and now we have. Uh, two of the biggest names in ice cream kind of right next to each other with the Charmery and uh, Taharga brothers. So uh, certainly those with a, a hankering for ice cream have uh, will have another good option. It's probably looking like uh, Taharga brothers might uh, get open in there around August. So you still got a little bit of time. You can go ahead and uh, enjoy some, some other ice cream options uh, before then. But um, you know, the sweet shop was the, uh, the second restaurant, uh, we've heard about closing during uh, this COVID-19 pandemic, the other one being Riley's, and both uh, immediately have an, a replacement. So really, uh, Riley's has a liquor license transfer posted on the, the front of the business, so I don't have a lot of additional information I can share about that yet. But what we do know is South Baltimore has lost two restaurants during the pandemic, and both are being immediately replaced. So kind of a succession plan was in place. So good to see as far as the uh, the, the health of our restaurant community, at least concerning staying in business where at this point, South Baltimore Net hasn't, hasn't lost any restaurants. Um, another business that um, we announced is opening is a bartending academy called Gorgy Tenders. They're uh, going to a space on Charles Street. And uh, that's going to be a place where you can get your... Uh, your, you know, a, a certificate for safe bartending. Um, and it'll also be a place where you can learn to have flair, like, uh, like Tom Cruise in the movie cocktail, which, uh, you know, might be a, an asset that could grow in Baltimore as far as, uh, some, some bartenders doing some, some tricks behind the bar. So, uh, obviously federal Hill in South Baltimore has a lot of bars. So, uh, here's a place where, um, you can hone your skills before you get a job and, uh, one business that announced its closing is uh, Yoga Works, which is a uh, a yoga studio on the on a second floor space on Light Street. So um, they are closing. Um, Federal Hill still has a couple other or Federal Hill slash South Baltimore still has a couple other yoga studios. So uh, a shame to lose Yoga Works. Uh, that's a space that's been a uh, a fitness studio for many years. So we'll see what replaces that. Obviously, it's been a uh, a tough time for the the fitness and gym community as they've been restricted as much as almost any business out there. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of places like reflex fitness and knockout fitness offering outdoor classes. And now, now, now they are able to have classes inside. So, you know, 
as we've complimented our, our retail and our restaurant owners with the, the hard work they've done during this pandemic. Certainly, we've seen gyms, which have, have done a lot to engage with their communities as far as classes on you, excuse me, classes on Zoom, classes on Instagram, getting out to, to parks and, and hosting classes. So uh, certainly, uh, uh, so many in our, uh, our fitness community have got, done a good job holding on. And um, hopefully, as things get back to normal, uh, so are the reality. And then the Orioles, um, they're going to have a 60-game season this year, uh, much shorter than your typical 162-game season. They're going to crank out 60 games in a very short time span. And uh, initially, at least, you will not be able to watch these games in person. You'll certainly be able to watch them on Masson. But, you know, we will see if that changes as the season goes on. But, you know, if you're looking for something different, something new, everyone's craving American sports. You know, I know some people have been watching Korean baseball just to get the fills. So the Orioles will be starting up uh, in a couple weeks. So that's uh, very exciting. Hey, you know, we got to do what we got to do to get our sports uh, fix on. So if that's watching Premier League or... Um, obviously, you have some skills as an audio engineer. I've been pretty impressed uh, watching those English Premier League games. You know, they got clearly have somebody very talented on the audio button, uh, putting in cheers, putting in the the groans, putting in kind of the boos a little bit. So clearly they have a very talented audio engineers in there making it seem like there's crowd noise going on. So I don't know if you got to see that, if that's kind of an opportunity that maybe could have resulted in a goal, did not. And the, the audio guy immediately had the, Oh, I thought that was impressive. It's more than just some track they uh, kind of, yeah, those guys are good. They're really good. Those folks are really good at what they do. And, uh, acting as if they are the crowd with each button push. <laughs> pretty pretty cool from a production standpoint to see uh, see the talent of those guys and gals. Kevin, I understand you have some updates for us regarding um, the city council and a recent development with the mounted police. Sure. One other story we're tracking is uh, the Baltimore City Council uh, was making some, some cuts in the funding to the Baltimore Police Department. And one of those cuts uh, was to take away the funding for the department's mounted unit, which is their uh, unit of police officers on horses. And why this is interesting to uh, Southwest Baltimore is on the B&O Railroad property, they built a new $3.5 million facility called First Mile Stable, which was designed to be not only the home of the BPD mounted unit, but also a community center where they would uh, bring in kids from neighboring Mount Clare and Carrollton Ridge and Pigtown and Hollins Market and Union Square and teach them about horses. There's kind of community space in there. So it's really going to double as a community center and a home for the mounted unit. So the city council, which was backed by Council President Scott and Mayor Young, voted to take away the funding for this unit. But there's, uh, there's a lot of opposition in the community. Uh, B&O Railroad is against this. The uh, the leader of the Mount Clare neighborhood has come out strongly against this. Councilman Bullock, who represents that area, is, is against this move. And then a, a big letter against this move came from the University of Maryland, Baltimore, obviously a, a huge anchor institution of uh, South Baltimore and West Baltimore. And they're a big part of the Southwest Partnership, which kind of keeps a lot of those neighborhoods uh, kind of aligned. So they worded a strongly written letter kind of against this decision. So we'll continue to track that. There's now a brand new $3.5 million facility for uh, equestrian and, and the mounted unit in Southwest Baltimore. And as of right now, we don't know what the future of that building is going to be. So we'll continue tracking that story to see where that goes. But uh, certainly there's a lot in the community that hopes this decision is reversed and we'll see where that goes. Well, we certainly appreciate you keeping your uh, eyes and ears out for any developments in regards to that story. But uh, 
Anything from social media channels? We do, yes. Uh, we appreciate the uh, the engagement on social media. So thank you, uh, Steph Logren, for uh, giving us a question. Her question was about uh, Ronnie's, which is was a uh, carryout restaurant for many years at the corner of West Barney Street and Charles Street. That space also has a beer wine license. So her question was, uh, do I have an update on that? And uh, so I do not have an update on that at this time, but Iconic Builders is going to be the uh, construction company and the uh, owner of that property. What we do know is it's going to stay in the same form where it will be some kind of restaurant um, in that space. Um, not a huge building. So uh, when I have more of an update, I will let people know, but they're going to they're gonna renovate that building. They're going to they're gonna keep it as a hospitality use. And uh, when we know more, we'll let you know. Ronnie's was a, a very popular carryout space in the neighborhood for many years. I lived very close to there and went to Ronnie's many times. So uh, excited to see where it goes next. We'll keep you posted. Kevin, there's so much positivity going around the neighborhood. I mean, there's people should be very encouraged by what they're you know seeing and the steps that the business owners are taking to keep things going. And I just feel so hopeful that uh, you know we are headed in the right direction, and we're going to overcome all of this with COVID nineteen, of course. And you know our business owners are going to just rebound even better. As COVID nineteen has been going on, we've heard a lot of people predicting there'd be huge attrition as far as restaurants and small businesses, and uh, that that the outlook could be pretty bleak all said and done. And certainly the pandemic is is not over and things are not completely back to normal, but been so incredibly impressed by our small business community to uh, pivot and fight hard and, and hold on and, and keep their businesses going. And it's actually been quite the story in South Baltimore as we have seen 26 new businesses in the works for, uh, for the South Baltimore Peninsula. There's only been six businesses that have closed. So right now, we're looking at a plus 20 as far as when the pandemic began and where we are now. South Baltimore is on pace to have 20 additional kind of retail and restaurant businesses. Now, five of these businesses are replacing businesses that immediately closed. But 21 of those new businesses are taking over a space that has been vacant for a significant amount of time, or this is a new retail space that has never been used before. So really, we're getting 26 new businesses. 21 of those are taking over spaces that needed somebody to take over that space for some time. And 15 of these new businesses were actually announced during this pandemic. So at a time when we were supposed to see a lot of attrition for retail businesses, we've seen quite the opposite. So that is incredible. So much hard work going on in the small business communities. So amazingly, how South Baltimore done as far as small businesses during this done really well. That's surprising, but not surprising when you know kind of the, uh, the work ethic of, of so many business owners. Kevin, thank you once again for uh, the weekly roundup of This Week in South Baltimore. Thank you folks for taking a listen today, and we appreciate all your support at SouthBmore.com. And make sure you subscribe to SouthBmore.com if you haven't already. Make sure you also subscribe to our podcast here. You can find us anywhere podcasts are available, iTunes, Spotify, or Google. You know, we'll put all those links into the SouthBmore.com website as well. So thank you all for tuning in, and stay tuned to next week. Thank you for listening to This, this Week in, in South, South Baltimore, Baltimore by SouthBmore.com. South